welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your host, work-life fit expert, Deb Crow. Join Deb every week as she interviews the co-authors from all over the globe. They'll share their insights into self-empowerment with their personal stories and real-life experiences that will help your own personal development and touch every area of your life. Join Deb every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, good evening, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Change Book Radio Show. This is your host, Deb Crow, and it's Wednesday, February 21st, 2018. Now, if you recall, back in January, I decided to showcase an expert once a month on the Change Book Radio Show, and I'm delighted to do that. So before I introduce her, I want to thank my February sponsor, Mike Greenlee. Mike is a former Fortune 500 officer. He was the VP of Marketing and Communications at Avon. Mike was also the first journalist to report on the Democratic and Republican conventions, along with the Hollywood Oscars via computer. He feels dated when I tell people that. He has done award-winning reports for CNN, NBC, Wall Street, amongst many other international medias. So if you're looking to prepare for a TED Talk, have an executive speech, or maybe you're a soon-to-be singer-songwriter, Mike is an executive speechwriter, speech coach, and lyricist. And you can reach him at MikeGreenlee.com. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my expert. Her name is Diane Curran, and she is a marketing and branding expert. And I've invited her to the Changebook Radio Show because she has worked with thousands of clients. She has managed projects from the Winter Olympics fundraising campaigns. She was also involved with the early stages of Fidelity Investments, and she's also worked with a wide range of high-tech, business-to-business marketers, and many regional and national not-for-profit organizations. So Diane, welcome to the Changebook Radio Show. Thank you so much, Deb. It is such an honor to be here and in such august company with you and Mike, who are really all about communicating out into the world with value and heart. And that is so what I am committed to myself. Well, and I truly know that about you. And I'm pleased to let the listeners know that you are the exclusive marketing and branding expert for the Changebook Radio Show. We have just had so much fun working together. And I truly love and celebrate with you your 45 plus years of marketing. And I know that you have delivered over 4,200 presentations. You've worked within a diverse range of venues, creative media. And I really want to delve in and talk about the marketing deck. So let's get started. Tell me how you coined yourself the name The Wow Whisperer. Well, you know, it's a funny thing. I I started out in life with a, a, a real desire to listen to what there was in the world. And I found that when I started out in marketing, it was, it was something that I jumped into amazingly quickly. I thought I'd stay for a year and wound up staying for more than four decades. But I have found that what I where I discover the most is by listening to people. And I discovered that by listening to my clients, when I would present work to them, oftentimes one of the very first things that they would say really would be, 
the word wow. And I thought, why is that? And I became rather curious. And so I got up the courage to ask a couple of them what, what, that, what that was all about. And, and the response I got really was encouraging. It was that they felt that I got them, that I had listened to them, paid attention to what their business or their organization or their goal or their mission in life was about and was able to present and help them translate that both visually and in their messages in a way that they got excited again in a new way about their own purpose and message. So that's how it arrived was literally by listening to my clients and you know, when we think about the word wow, oftentimes we think about it as something that's expressive and, and kind of highly energized and maybe even jumping up and down. But there's the part that is the whisper. And the whispering part is the part where something is quiet and intimate and attentive and sort of absorbing things in. And I thought, well, I love the contrast of those two, those two words. And so the phrase felt rather natural. And I find that people are really looking for that, I'm going to almost say whole brain experience of the whispering and the wow together, especially in these days, as you know, where communication is coming at us in so many forms and so many ways and so many media that we're, we're usually overloaded and sometimes we'd like a little pause to digest what's just been said. We like a little whisper to kind of bring it back down to that intimate, human kind of, I'm going to say connection. So that's my long answer to your wonderful question. Well, and I love it. And I, I love the synergy that you have with our sponsor, Mike, because you both truly listen. And then you're taking the message and making them present and be the best that they can be where Mike does a similar thing with the writing. So there's just such, such synergy. The other thing that I love about your website, which is the marketingdeal.com is I wrote a blog this week, Diane called think, don't think live outside the box. I, I read it. I read it. It was wonderful. <laughs> thank you. I, I love the four different photos showcasing your beautiful energy, your style, just your vivacious way of living and happiness. But I love that you broke down. You also live outside the box. You're a speaker. You're an author. You're a writer. You're the wow whisperer. You are the marketing and branding consultant. And then you interweave being a designer and artist. And I love that you allocate 25% of each. And I feel that each one of those pictures that you have on your site really speaks to, I'm going to say that culmination of tools that, that you bring to your clients. And, and how fun is it that you've been able to put together and amalgamate your skill set? And, and when did you really feel that you did that? Was that when you landed in LA and kind of changed your focus? You know, I love that you brought that up because I, I um, started out on the East Coast as, as you are located. And <clears throat> forgive me, <clears throat> the frog has come up in my throat. I'm going to take a glass of water for you. <clears throat> you know, I started out life in Boston and Boston is a pretty crazy town in its own way. Even a lot of eccentric people live there. I love it. But, you know, I had been in the world 
I had started out life as, as a young kid. I thought I'm always going to be an artist and a writer and I'm never going to work in advertising. And to be honest, what kid says that to themselves? So of course, that's what I did. I ended up in advertising at, at a very young age and just thought I'd stay for a year to just kind of see what it was about. And what happened was I never got bored and I was always fascinated by all the amazing things that my clients were doing and were up to. So there was that. But then I reached a point where I said, you know something, I think I'm complete with Boston. It's time to make my break for the coast. So ended up first in San Francisco and then in Los Angeles. So when I got to Los Angeles, what I loved about LA was that people really come here to, I'm going to say, discover their dreams, explore their dreams, and live their dreams. And I always joke about people in LA because you'll find us all sitting outside in cafes in the noonday sun. But the truth be told is we're all working three jobs. And, and those jobs are either the job that is putting the bread on the table, the job that is a creative passion, or the one that it's something you're inventing and is really unusual. So LA people look like they're up to nothing, but they're so industrious and busy in their own crazy way. I felt like I finally landed in a place where I could begin to explore the idea of unifying the different parts of me. I loved your blog post, Deb, because you were talking about all the different roles that you play. And I love that you put the personal first. Because, you know, without that, there is no energy, there is no aliveness to then go out and perform work and be creative. You've got to have your health. You've got to have the people that you care about in your life close to you. And I love that your blog post really featured that. So, so for me, it was about landing in a space in a place where, you know, outside the East Coast box into the crazy West Coast box. And let's see what we can invent because everybody here is doing that. So everybody here kind of gets it. And I noticed that even when I'm networking professionally and being with people who are business owners, I started to love to work with the solopreneurs, the people who are just the me, myself, and I types that are doing everything themselves because their passion is what fuels them. And people who are passionate about their work love to hang out with other people who are passionate about their work, don't we? Oh, absolutely. And you've just segued beautifully into my next question. Whether you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur or working for a company, much like Mike did as a VP of marketing mm -hmm. and communications or what you used to do in Boston, I really want people to have the opportunity to hear from you as an expert. I think there's still some education that needs to occur around the difference between a brand and branding. I want you to talk about that first, but then really distinguish for the listeners, what's the difference between branding and marketing? Because there is distinction. And I thought, who better to answer than you? That is such a great question because it is on the tip of everyone's tongue. And I, um, you know, in my book, The Marketing Deck, I, I, I decided to address the, the, what I see as the fundamental purpose of marketing. And within that is where branding fits. So branding is what I want to say is one of the many disciplines inside the realm of marketing because how I define marketing is as high performance communication. Now, what in the world does that mean? Well, if you think of high performance communication, you know, right now we're kind of coming through the whole uh, winter Olympic season where we are 
observing people who perform at a very high level after years and decades and you know days and weeks and months and minutes of training where they then have a moment to bring all the best of themselves together in order to accomplish their purpose. Now, in communication, here's what that means. If you think about it, when you intend to communicate something of value to somebody else, you don't have a long time to do that because people listen so much faster than they do anything else. Um, they listen faster than people can talk. So it's easy for human beings to become distracted because we're done listening before the person is done talking. And we kind of got the vibe of what they're about. And we're either interested in more or turned off by that point. So with marketing, if you are not performing at a high level, you're not captivating people naturally. You're not, you're not enrolling them. You're not magnetizing them toward you. And you've got to do that to continue the conversation and have it go both ways. So within that, branding is a very important piece of it because branding in a way, I'm going to say, is becoming conscious of something that is already occurring. And that is, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to mention somebody who um, is, a, is a top design consultant and uh, his name is Robert Brunner. And he said this about branding. I thought it was captured so beautifully. He said, it's a gut feeling people have about you. And when two or more people have the same feeling, you have a brand. So he really speaks to something that I think is important. It's not simply what there is about you. It's about something that multiple people get about you. And so it has a certain validity. It has a certain universality. It has a certain consistency. So... I know that people have told me that I'm very energetic and very enthusiastic and, and very positive. So whatever words I might choose to describe my brand, that's the energy of my brand. And I know, Deb, that you and I share that in a very similar way because one of the things I oftentimes think when I think about your messages online, when I see how you communicate online, you use a lot of humor in your images, in your words, and you have a passion for aliveness and wellness but you bring a light touch to it. And so your brand always includes that lightness of spirit and that lightness of message that people who want that and respond to that are going to get that all the time from you. So I'm defining it by example because oftentimes one of the best ways to find out what your real brand is is to ask people what they notice about you. Not what is my brand, but so what are you noticing about me? When you think of me, is there a word or two that comes to mind? And you know that can be incredibly revealing to discover what's so about your brand. And here's the thing. What's so about your brand is what's authentic to who you are. Not everybody needs to be uh, a jumping jack or a chatterbox or a very extroverted person. Sometimes what we're looking for in someone is the quietness the serenity, the deep thought, and the considered words. And we want that from that person because that's genuinely who they are. And I'm going to give you an example of someone who's a, I've known for a long time. He's an engineer by a profession, did a really fine job and recently retired. And he has found himself in a number of occasions being uh, called forward for jury duty. And he oftentimes 
finds himself being appointed as the foreperson of the jury. He's a very, he's a man of few words. He's a quiet energy. And yet he has that sense of wisdom, fair-mindedness that causes people to immediately get, you know what? We want this person to be leading us through a very complex and complicated and difficult process. So those are three examples of brands. I hope that helps. No, I love the distinction. And I, I just wanted to chime in and add a couple of things. With respect to marketing, I love how you frame that as high performance communication. And, and what I would value add to that is to me, that's complete awareness. And the branding is so who you are. And I love what you said. It's people's perceptions. It's for me, it's I love the lightness of the message. I love that how you framed that because for me, I love humor, but it's just about living life, transparency, transparent for me, being authentic because that's what gives the relatability to consumers. Yeah. You know, you've seen my early morning gym videos that I've done and, you know, I have just rolled out of bed. I have some serious bedhead and it makes people laugh. But I've had, I've had women say to me, I wake up and I, I click on your video and I think, okay, if Deb Crow can get out of bed and get on the elliptical, so can I. So for me, it's not to say, hey, look at me, I'm exercising. It's to say, I'm committed to world-class health. I'm committed to this lifestyle. And you know my passion is for work-life balance. So I love the framing of that. People's perception, it's who you are for the brand. And one of the best companies that I enjoy watching is Richard Branson and the whole mm. virgin branding because he's so authentic. He's so laid back. He loves his staff. It doesn't matter where he's jet setting all over the world. I just find there's just such an eloquent ease of relatability and, and you don't see people stressed. He's a very go with the flow, things are going to happen kind of CEO. And I think he's done a beautiful job shifting that paradigm in his own brand as a person, as the CEO of Virgin, but you see it being lived and so relatable through his staff. So really good distinction there because I know I get asked that question. And I think because I love the buzzwords and I want to talk to you about that next. Yeah. We've always had branding and marketing. We've just evolved with technology and really the brand is who you are. And the messaging, like you said, is in, in the marketing is all about high performance communication. But like every other element of our life, it's all attached to an emotion, isn't it? Oh, it, it, it truly is. And that emotion is what sparks the energy for paying attention. And it is something that arises naturally, whether or not it's in the direction you want to be going in. And sometimes you've got to really kind of get a wake up call and say, wow, I thought I was this, but the world is seeing me that way. And that can either be a, a positive transformation or it can be a kind of a confronting transformation, but it's one that's essential in order to be in alignment in such a way that people feel that you are authentic with them. You know, the, in one of the things you mentioned to me, Deb, is that you wanted me to give a little bit of a context within how people can use my book, The Marketing Deck, as a tool. And I want to tell you that if people are thinking about marketing and branding, the best place to start is to really look at there's a logic, there's a sequence to the process of developing a brand. It's not the first thing you do out of a box. It's like, hey, I'm going into business. 
What's my brand? There is something that has to come first. And what I've done in this book is I have used the deck of cards. You know, as little kids, we learn how to play cards and we understand the suits and we know how that works. We can play games. We can get creative. I've taken that excitement and that creativity and I've applied marketing to it and I've parsed out the topics in a way that if a person literally started with the first card that I see is the first card in the deck, which is the ace of spades and went all the way through the suit of spades, you would have an entire business model and plan for what to do to develop your message, create your brand, and then ultimately be, in, be ready to start marketing and presenting it to the world. And in that process, there are things that have to come before you formally take on branding. And I'm just going to say the main topics. It's right there on one page in the book. And I'm going to say the main topics because there's a logic to the sequence that if you follow it, makes it really clear to you and you don't end up being so confused by all these ideas running around your head or all the things that you see other people doing wondering, how did they make it so simple? So here's what it is. You start out with a strategy. What's your purpose? What's the point of why you are in business? Second thing is you want to make sure you're clear on what your vision is. What is the way you see the world that allows you to proceed with this activity? Then, and only then, you go to your mission, which is, well, how am I going to do it? And how is the world going to understand what I have to offer and whether or not it's a fit for them? And then once you've got that, you're now ready to start planning the logistics. Well, how do I deliver it to people? And then, gosh, I think there's a little research I need to do to make sure I know what's already out there and what my audience may already have access to so I know how to position myself relative to their view of my subject matter or my industry. And in doing that, you're then ready to choose what I call your business model. Your business model is whether you're going to be, say, a retailer or a consultant or a coach or an executive or run a whole company or be an independent service rep. Once you got your business model, then you're now with all of this background. And sometimes it's just a matter of sitting down and giving yourself the patience to think it through, kind of jot some notes down, and then you're ready to start identifying your brand and then your image, and then your message. Then you go out to the world, and you make sure that the world is going to be able to hear it the way you intend it to be delivered. That's called testing. And then you look at what happens, which is your results. And then you've now gained what I call marketing intelligence. And you're ready for the final step, which is the king of spades, campaign development. You can now go out and spread the word. And then people can spread the word about you. And that process sounds like a lot of steps, but if you break it down one by one by one, maybe do spend 10, 15 minutes each day on this, you will start to see the inner logic of how companies become successful and how entrepreneurs like Richard Branson have, maybe they have an instinct, but they also have an inner logic that allows them to be sure they're completing the communications picture and practicing high-performance communications. I, I think that's wonderful. And I know you have a trilogy, 
And I know we just have a couple of minutes left. So I wanted to mention, I, I love your website. I've said this to you many times before, themarketingdeal.com. Now, folks, you can go there and Diane has opt-ins. You can get free time mastery quick start guides. She's got one on time mastery, rising in rank, wake up your wow, just everything that Diane has been sharing with us this morning from her expert opinion on marketing and branding. So I encourage you to opt in and get a little snippet of her brilliance. So Diane, I am just so thrilled to once again say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love working with you. I'm so happy that you are the branding and marketing expert for the Changebook Radio Show. And I just wish you can continued success. And I'm excited that we're partners in crime now for the branding and marketing for the show. And there's only one way to go and that's up. Well, you know, I love, I love your view of live Deb because when, um, when you're in a place of discovery, there is only one way to go. And up is about flying up to see the big picture and the big picture in life is exactly what your blog post was about and exactly what, what I feel very in alignment with, which is, why am I even doing this in the first place? What difference am I going to make to other people that I come in contact with in life? Or, for example, somebody may read your blog post, you never hear from them, but you landed something that really contributed to them, and they're going to go out and they're going to have a better life as a result. So the big picture is you're committed to presenting what you have to offer, and then even if you don't get direct feedback, you're getting feedback in life. And you never know when somebody's going to come out of the blue, seemingly from somewhere you never even expected, and say, oh, by the way, you inspired me. You made a difference for me. And let me tell you what that did for me. And that can come days, weeks, years later. And we don't wait for it, but it becomes an extra gift that reinforces that, I'm going to say, trusting the unknown, trusting the not knowing how you're going to contribute to life is a very powerful place to start from. And I, I sense that you might agree with that, Deb. Am I right? Oh, I totally agree with it. And it, it just makes me think of when we did your Facebook Live videos, which I know you're <laughs> doing every week now. And we had so much fun doing that. And I have not seen the marketing deck yet. So just to randomly pick a card like I did last night, the Queen of Hearts, and just to be gifted with the information on one card and the six different elements all related to public relations. And it's such a caveat because it's, it's totally where I am right now in business <laughs> and what I'm doing with growth and with the show and, and synergetically what we're doing together. So like you said, it's just funny how the energies align when you're looking and being very passionate. And I love the term that you use spokesperson cachet. Give the listeners a little bit of definition of where that comes from and how it's utilized. Oh, thank you, Deb. You know, Deb was so great. She was willing to jump right into something. She had no idea what the heck the marketing deck cards were. She'd never seen them. And so I said, well, just pick a card, any card. Is there a card that you, she said, okay, queen of hearts. I said, okay, let's take a look at what the queen of hearts stands for. And what I've done is each each card has a topic and then it has six subtopics underneath it. So you can kind of tweak the flavor of it according to what really resonates with you. So the Queen of Hearts 
It's in the suit of hearts, which is all about people. So uh, spades are uh, goals, hearts are people, clubs are goods, meaning your products and services, and diamonds are profit. You need all of those for business. So she picked queen of hearts, which is people, and she picked the card of PR, public relations or publicity. And of the six different subtopics that are underneath it, some of which are obvious, like press releases, we all know about those. The last one I put down there was called spokesperson cachet. Now, what that means is that when somebody is, um, I'm going to say, has a certain amount of public presence, they may be famous because they're either um, in the world of performing and acting, they may be somebody who is an athlete who's won a gold medal in the Olympics, they now oftentimes are requested by a company to become their spokesperson. And they could be a spokesperson that's very knowledgeable about the product or the service, but what they're doing is they're bringing their cachet, they're bringing their personality, they're bringing what people already like about them and trust about them, and they are synergizing that together with the company that they represent or the organization. A good example would be people who use their celebrity to further not-for-profit causes. Oftentimes that is a fabulous marriage because it brings altruism right to the forefront and it also brings purposefulness right to the forefront and inspires people who hear a message of a spokesperson for a not-for-profit organization to contribute and donate their time or their money or their resources to that organization. And so it becomes a win, win, win for sure. In fact, they say, I'd say it's a quadruple win. And what happens with spokesperson cachet is that you can use all that time and effort you have spent acquiring expertise or um, championing something and bring it out to a wider audience and together you amplify the results and you magnify the excitement around that particular purpose of their cause. Now, it could also be for a commercial company. For example, athletes will oftentimes represent um, uh, companies that make sporting uh, attire or shoes or equipment. And so if they use that equipment themselves or use that attire themselves, well, now they're lending real cachet, which is, you know what? that person is a really great athlete and they're using this particular attire, I think I'm going to check that out myself. So it becomes a natural fit. Now in the world of, um, I'm going to say, sometimes when people become very famous as experts in their field, it may be a field of science or it may be a field of, I'm going to say something artistic or they've invented something that's really captured everybody's interest. They now have an opportunity to lend that cachet to another purpose, something that is a naturally aligned piece. You never want spokespeople to seem like they're not a good fit. That's just weird. That feels, feels inauthentic and people say, well, gosh, I'm not sorry I can trust that. Maybe they're just in it for the money. You never want that conversation to be running around in somebody's head. So spokesperson cachet is something that I feel that Deb has an opportunity to take on because she's worked so very diligently to develop a true expertise in the realm that she cares about, which is work-life-fit balance. And now she has an opportunity to bring that out into other arenas. Maybe that she becomes the featured speaker at a symposium or a conference. And so 
she, in a sense, is speaking for an entire industry, an entire way of life, and can lend her voice and inspire a new audience. Well, and that's exactly what I'm trying to do, and I think I'm doing okay. It's, you know what, I think regardless of all of the logistics and the words and, and everything that goes with branding and marketing, I think if, and you touched on this, I think if you have passion and just enjoy what you do and it's unwavered, I don't think anybody can take that away from you. And you just have to keep your eye on that end goal. And, and obstacles are going to come in our way, but it's how you decide to get over those obstacles or process those obstacles or what you want to do. But like any other aspect of being a business owner, whether it's entrepreneur, solopreneur, business comes with its high and low. So I just think we've given our listeners such a great overview of branding and marketing. And again, I want to encourage everyone to go to Diane's website, themarketingdeal.com. And again, there's some great opt-ins there. And I'm excited. I, I know I'm leaving on holidays tomorrow, but when I get back, I think I'm going to have to buy those cards because I'm excited now to pick some other random ones and have some fun with that. So. I just, Diane, you, I, I really appreciate your expertise and your passion, and I, I love all the different energies and diversified skill set that you bring to being a branding and marketing expert. So thank you for joining me on the Changebook Radio Show tonight. It's been awesome having you. It has been my pleasure. And you know, I'm all about giving people a new way to play your way to new marketing momentum, because if you bring a spirit of play your clients are going to love what you create out of that. So I'm excited to see what you're creating. I'm excited to see what your listeners are. And um, yippee, thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. It's my pleasure. And I just want to thank our February sponsor for the Changebook Radio Show, who's Mike Greenlee. I'm posting a fabulous video on the episode info to send you over to YouTube to hear about Mike's brilliant talent talent for being an executive speechwriter. And a fun fact about Mike is Mike was the author of Our Great Virginia, which became and is the official traditional state song of Virginia. And that happened on July the 1st of 2015. And a lot of people don't know that when Mike's not writing speeches, he enjoys writing song lyrics. And six of his songs have been charted on the billboard including number one dance hits. His first one was Say Yes by Jason Walker, which was 2016. Last year, 2017, My Fire hit number one, and he just released a new one. And I've posted the video earlier this week, and I'm going to put it up again. And Kimberly Davis is singing the new song, and it's already down to number 24 on the billboard. So check out Mike at MikeGreenlee.com. This is Deb Pro from the Changebook Radio Show. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs>